Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. Good evening. Tonight I'm sitting here with Tom Keller of Communities Beyond Violence, and I just want to thank you for joining us tonight, Tom. You bet. Tom and I have known each other for a while, worked with Hospitality House and various other agencies, and it's a a privilege to be able to sit down with him tonight. So I'm curious, Tom, what does Communities Beyond Violence do, and how does it become connected with the homelessness? Well, Community Beyond Violence basically seeks to advocate for and help folks who um, have been victimized by interpersonal violence of any kind, really. As far as housing goes, and and there are people at Community Beyond Violence who could speak to that much more eloquently than myself. Basically, I'm the housing guy there. They brought me on about a year ago, and we've kind of, in that year, we've really tried to build a housing program, and as well as reach out to the rest of the community, the rest of the nonprofits who are doing you know, a lot of times much the same and have as much collaboration going on as possible. So yeah, that's that's basically it. Community Beyond Violence in the last year, according to our latest stats, we've been able to house, and this includes every member of a family, but we've been able to house about 100 people over the last 12 months. And uh, it's been a, a really great thing to experience, and it's been a great thing to be able to collaborate with so many of the other nonprofits in town where we're all trying to do this work and as well as, as you know, uh, organizations like property management companies who step up and try and make, you know, properties available to the folks that we serve. Now, there are some people out there in our listening audience that are wondering how does community <clears throat> beyond violence, how does that work with homelessness? How is that, right. how does that come together? Um, they're like, well, hold it. You have shelter, you counsel, you you give guidance, and I'm sure you help with a lot of paperwork in other certain areas. Yeah. So how does that turn into a homeless situation? We do have a safe house. So anybody who's at the safe house obviously is in a homeless situation. They need housing or they need help with housing. You'd be surprised really, I guess, at the number of folks who come to us for help who have had to leave their family situations because they are victims of violence and they're basically fleeing. And a lot of times they're fleeing with absolutely nothing. They just, for the sake of their own lives, they're trying to get away and, fi- and find some place to be. We do have the chance and the opportunity to work with a lot of people who are in need of housing. I mean, people you know, sleeping in their cars or sleeping in a motel or, or couch surfing with a friend or whatever, just to be in a safer place. And that's where we meet people, and then we try and help them to get into, you know, permanent housing. And this doesn't just apply to women. This applies to men as well, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and the reality is it's, it's most of the folks, uh, you know, the great majority of the people that we, that we work with are women. But, yes, it, it applies to men as well. And, and I've had the pleasure of, you know, working with several men this year and trying to, to help them get housed. So, yeah, it's, it's anybody and everybody who's... Uh, been a victim of violence, you know, needs help and needs someone to be an advocate for them. It's no surprise to me as you follow social media that the increase in domestic violence, suicide, crime is 
on the rise as a result of the, our COVID situation. Do you see some of that increasing as a result of that? You think people's mental health, stress, addictions, all these things that are affected by isolation and our stay in place, or is it you seen our rise as a result of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think talking to the other advocates who I work with, they would basically say yes, that, that to, to answer your question, yes, COVID and having to isolate has been, you know, it's exacerbated already a, a bad problem, made it even worse. From my perspective as the housing guy, COVID has also had a real effect on the rental market and the lack of affordable places to live. It's, that's been, <laughs> that's, that's kind of my burden to bear, but the effect has definitely been dramatic. So what changes and impact have you seen as a result of CBB's work? I guess in mentioning the number of folks we've housed in the last year, you know, that, that in itself is a huge, huge deal for us. Basically what happens is, you know, we're very much involved in both pre-housing case management as well as the post-housing case management. You know, what happens is, is once you get pretty good population of folks out into the community who are permanently housed, then the work of supporting those folks to keep them housed and to keep them stable and to help keep them focused, that becomes, you know, the, the more people you house, then the bigger that becomes, the bigger the job. Is Community Beyond Violence able to do follow-up services and support, and do they work with other organizations to provide that support as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot more of that, um, William. It's like um, we've just hired a post-housing case manager, which will be the third person um, in housing, uh, along with myself and the pre-housing case manager. So. Uh, we're really focusing on that right now. That post-housing person is going to be uh, very familiar with services in the community as well as being familiar with the client. So you can kind of make those connections and know, you know, how you can empower somebody to make those connections. So it's a work in progress, I think. But we know we're at a point now with so many people now housed that it, it's something that we're really trying to focus on. What kind of support could the community give community beyond violence? From my perspective, you know, anybody, anytime somebody comes to me and they say, hey, you know, I've, I've got a grandma unit. I was going to rent it and then I didn't and I've decided to rent it now. And, you know, is that something you guys think that you can use or, you know, the, where we could work together? So that kind of, that kind of thing is just invaluable. When somebody comes to us with a housing opportunity, you know, we're going to jump at that and we're going to be grateful beyond belief. Anybody who wants to wish to no donate to the organization, obviously we love that. And anybody can go online, you know, Google this community beyond violence and get right to our webpage if, if someone wants to do that. You know, there are people who will donate furniture or who want to donate food, uh, donate clothing. You know, all of these all of these things are great things to do and, and things that we're appreciative of. And, and we will help, you know, somebody to, to make that happen. All they've got to do is, you know, basically give us a, give us a call. And what does healthy community support look like to you when it comes to this situation? To me, it's sort of an awareness, you know, what, you know, homelessness looks like and an awareness within the community that, that the person say standing in front of the local grocery store, who's, you know, um, asking for money, that's a, that's a sad thing and that's a horrible thing, but it's, 
just so many elements to homelessness. It's such a complex issue. You know, you've got that person in front of the store who, who's maybe begging for, for money, but then you've got the mom who's sitting out on Old Tunnel Road with four kids trying to figure out how to make it through the night, keep the kids warm in the car kind of thing. It's all colors and flavors between, you know, between, you know, those two examples. Person can be a college student and, and really trying to do great in school, you know, or, or whatever. And, but they're homeless or they're couch surfing or, you know, they have no place really that they can call a permanent, permanent housing situation. That's what the community, you know, if the community as a whole, if, if we can be smart enough about realizing what the needs actually are and then trying to figure out, okay, well, as a community member, how do I, how do I contribute to, to, to making it better? You know, um, is it something that I say? Is it something that I donate? Um, you know, is it, is it my grandmother unit? You know, my grandma unit, you know, whatever it is. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.